Today we discuss Garrett Williams, rookie cornerback, 40 years on the Cardinals on our draft profile series preview, whatever you want to call it. We are discussing the Syracuse Orange, former number one corner, now having to restart on the Cardinals depth chart, trying to overcome an ACL injury in the process during his rookie year. But before we get into that, my name is Donnie Druin. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the All Cardinals podcast. Go to follow us on Twitter at RichieBrads36, at Donnie Druin. Follow our work at allcardinals.com. Richie, we we went through the first couple rookies. We went through Paris Johnson. We went through BJ Ojolari. I think so far we might have been more or most excited to talk about Garrett Williams and what he brings to the table. It's just in terms of not only immediate impact, but maybe even potential down the road. Yeah, Donnie, I'm not going to lie. When I took a look at Garrett Williams, I actually ended up coming away a lot more impressed than I was anticipating. And this isn't to say like, I was going into it with like low expectations. I just wasn't sure how to feel because as a guy who was dealing with an ACL tear and you know, that that's going to cause our expectations to be very much marginalized for year one. Like we can't expect a guy who's dealing with about the most catastrophic injury that you can deal with in the sport of football to come out and play right away. But something we're going to talk about a little later is, you know, individualizing injuries and understanding that Williams could play year one or he could not. We'll get to that point eventually, but when you look at what he brings to the table, this is a guy who really, really plays a, a physical style of uh, co- of coverage. Like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely times where he's got the contested catches that he gives up. You wish that he played the ball more when the receiver is trying to get a hand on it. But as you can see on the graphic here, if you guys don't see the graphic, he does have pl- plus ball skills. And that doesn't always mean interceptions or anything like that. But this is a guy who led the ACC in pass breakups in back-to-back years in 2020 and 2021 his first two years starting led the ACC in pass breakups I would have bet he could have done it last year too if he didn't get injured towards the end of the season when the ball is up in the air he finds a way to navigate his way over there number eight is some some somehow always around the football it's just like it's this double-edged sword where it's like he can play the ball very well when it's just like him but when it comes to those contested situations, that's when it feels like maybe he's trying to be a little more physical with the wide receiver who's getting a better opportunity at the ball. I don't know. Like it, it's easier to explain if you watch. And I do encourage you guys to take a look at Garrett Williams because I can only do so much justice to the way he plays the ball in the air with you know a podcast, no clips or anything like that. So definitely check him out, guys. I think that you will find that you like him, but understand the limitations he has at the moment. Yeah, Garrett Williams, for those who don't know, the third-round pick for the Arizona Cardinals, many people believed him to be one of the better corners in the draft class before he got hurt. And even after he got hurt, I think everybody expects him to fully come back from his ACL tear and just be the, the monster that he displayed he could possibly be at Syracuse. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before we hopped on, and you were saying how Garrett Williams potentially could have been a top 50 pick had he not gotten hurt. Yeah, and I mean, you quoted me verbatim, is I think that if Garrett Williams had been able to play out the 2022 season fully healthy, you take a look at the three years of experience that he would have had at that point with 2020, 2021, and 2022, and understand that this is a dude whose best days were ahead of him at the cornerback spot. You know, he's got quality size at five foot ten. He definitely has the ball skills. He has four career interceptions. He's got, uh, man, a bunch of pass breakups, close to 30. I don't have the number right in front of me. It might even be a little bit more than that. But 
he he's a guy who has no issue playing the cornerback position at a high level. Uh, you wonder if like down the road, this is a guy who could transition to safety, but that's a bridge you cross when you get to it until then he fits that profile of a number one corner. I truly believe that for a Cardinals team that's trying to replace Byron Murphy, who really came into his own last year. I think that Garrett Williams is about as good a fit as you're going to get. The value was terrific. Again, if he had stayed healthy, he might not have been available. The Cardinals would have had to seriously think between him and Ojulari at the time of making that pick in the top of the second round. Uh, I don't know that he would have been a first-round pick because I thought Joey Porter was a lock and Joey Porter slipped out. So I don't feel comfortable saying that. But I do feel comfortable saying he would have been higher than 72. I think he would have been closer to that 50 range. I really like Garrett Williams, Donnie. Like, I truly like want to emphasize, I did not expect to like Garrett Williams as much as I did. And overall, I, I truly think this is a guy to get excited about. Yeah, you look at corners coming in into NFL and you feel like they either bring one or two of the the following like characteristics, right? They're either going to be a physical guy who doesn't have ball skills, or they're going to be a ball skill guy, you know, a guy who can go up and you know track the football and come down with it, but they're not really physical. And I feel like whenever I watched Garrett Williams the first couple of times I did after they drafted him. He brought the best of both worlds, and I think that's really, really exciting. And you and I had talked about how he's listed at 5'10", but he just plays so much bigger because of his ability to guard receivers, because of his ability to be physical whenever attacking the run. It feels like he does everything really good, but I don't feel like he's quite elite at one thing or another, which is no problem at all. for all trades and a master of none. Exactly. And so I don't think the Arizona Cardinals need him to be a master of one trade heading to 2023, eventually down the road, maybe sure. But I think when you look at the Cardinals and what they kind of project for the upcoming season, you can give Garrett Williams time to recover. You can give him time to rehabilitate, to find his footing. And if you want to take a look at the the depth chart really quick, I mean, Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson, that's it in front of him, basically. Because I think he's a better football player right now than Christian Matthew. I think he's a better football player than Rashad Fenton or Chris Boyd, the other uh, corners on the Cardinals roster. And I think realistically, if Williams, and he said that he's supposed to be cleared sometime around July, if he gets a few games to release himself, I can see him finishing the year as a starter. It wouldn't surprise me, Donnie. And this, this is a good point to transition into the next point of our conversation here is, you know, you really shouldn't be setting any kind of specific expectations for Garrett Williams. If you guys have read my article, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, let me explain. Garrett Williams recovering from an ACL injury. We've already established that. The Arizona Cardinals, 95 to 99% chance do not see themselves competing in 2023. Because of that, they should be taking their time with guys like Kyler Murray, who are coming back from an ACL injury, and guys like Garrett Williams, who are coming back from an ACL injury. But... With injuries, you can't put everyone in a box. Everyone is individualized. The best example I can think of is Von Miller in 2013 tore his ACL. Six months later, was back and ready to go and play for the Broncos. uh, Not dirt. I can't pronounce words. Derrick Rose took almost two years to recover from an ACL tear. I understand it's two different leagues. Like, I truly get that. But this is just the point of emphasis where you truly can't say that ACLs are a year-long recovery time. First of all, like I said, every person is different. But even more importantly, Donnie, the medical advances that we have seen 
in these recovery processes is insane. Look at the Achilles tears, for example. That went from a year to a year and a half injury to legitimately six to eight months because of red light therapy and everything else that we understand about the body to be able to recover so much quicker than we did even five years ago, let alone 20. Like This is just a very different league that we have now thanks to these medical advances. Garrett Williams could be ready to start week one, Donnie. He could also sit out the entirety of 2023. Because of that, I don't feel like there's any uh, expectations we can place on him as of May 24th, 2023. Maybe as we get closer to training camp and we get a we get a feel for where Williams is in his recovery timetable, we can start to set those expectations. As of right now, I think it's really important to understand that he could be ready week one. He could be ready midway through the year. He might not play as a rookie. Like we we just need to understand that we don't have enough information right now to definitively say one thing over the other. We'll get there. But yeah, I do really like Garrett Williams. I do think that he could absolutely see some significant playing time in 2023 if he is healthy, if he is good to go. As, as you just showed on that depth chart, outside of Marco Wilson, I don't think there's anybody better than Garrett Williams on this roster right now. And Williams might be better than Marco Wilson, who has shown strides. Yeah. No, and you look at the depth chart, you you see the talent that Williams brings to the table. I think the Cardinals are more so banking on him making that full recovery just because you saw the kind of player he was at Syracuse, right? Yes. And obviously he fell for a reason. Teams passed up on him for almost an, an entire three rounds. He fell for a reason, right? I mean, like 32 teams brought him in for medicals. Some teams didn't like what they saw. Other teams like the Cardinals obviously liked what they saw. They knew they can get him a little bit later than he was probably projected to, but Man, like you, you look at the prospect that he is, and if you can just bank on him coming back and him returning to the the kind of form and the player that he was, they got a steal. Like they they, they legitimately might have one of the best deals of the twenty twenty three NFL draft when it's all said and done. You're talking about a guy who can be a number one corner for you in the third round. Yeah, that's about as nice a steal as you're going to get. Like you truly have this interesting potential guy i would tell you i'm more intrigued with garrett williams than i am bj ojulari and i am an ojulari fan as we talked about previously but i am very intrigued and interested in what williams can do accomplish and become for the arizona cardinals in his upcoming four-year stint with the team hopefully longer yeah we'll see man and i think you hit the nail on the head best whenever you said don't place any expectations on Williams for 2023. This is clearly a move both from the Cardinals and by Williams for where he was taken to where like immediate results probably shouldn't be expected right away. If so, phenomenal. I, I think that's going to be a very, very good sign for Williams. But if things don't necessarily pan out the way that either him or the Cardinals want to in 2023, that at the end of the day, man, like there's so much potential for the future. Whenever you look at this guy, and if we want to go back to the injuries a little bit, a lot of times whenever guys come back from ACL injuries, it takes them another full year to really get back to the the kind of like familiarity and you know just being comfortable, downright comfortable whenever they're on the field. Hundred percent, Donnie. I think you nailed it. We'll we'll see. We'll take our time with this. We don't need to rush Williams onto the field. It's not as though the Cardinals are a playoff team, let alone a Super Bowl team not even competing for their division this year. There was already a mutual understanding. This is a team that is likely closer to competing for the number one pick than they are even a 500 record. We'll get there. 
we'll eventually see Williams in a full-time role. I truly believe that. It might not be this year. It very well could be this year, though. And if he is able to somehow scrum together 17 games and a handful of starts with some interesting interesting accomplishments as well in the statistical department, you'll take that. Donnie, for what it's worth, I did want to mention this on the podcast. He did redshirt in 2019. And when he played in 2020, he recorded his first career interception on Trevor Lawrence, who will go down as one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Not only did he intercept him, he housed that. Housed it. Pick six, that's baby. about That's about as big a boom as you're going to get to start your career in in college at Syracuse. Like, no, Syracuse isn't Alabama. They're still a good program. And they're still a team that has put together some very quality defenses. And Garrett Williams was one of the biggest reasons for that over the last couple of years. And picking off Trevor Lawrence is about as great a way to set the tone as you're going to find. Did Syracuse upset Clemson that year? Am I thinking on the the right timeline there? Ah, Donnie, without having it in front of me, I'm not 100% sure. Dude, I I feel like Syracuse is one of those teams where every year there's that one game where they show up against a ranked opponent and like they really make them sweat it out. Yeah, they will slug it out with you. Those nerds are nothing <laughs> to look over. They're like Stanford. You just can't overlook them. All right, man. Closing thoughts on Garrett Williams. I mean, what is steal? I feel like we said that time and time again during this podcast episode, but to the the potential that he has should he arrive healthy and 100% back to the field. The Cardinals probably have their cornerback one of the future. I know those are very lofty expectations to place on him, but if we're at least projecting past 2023 to be able to get that kind of talent in the third round, very well done to Monty Austin for it and the rest of the Cardinals, um, you know, not only the coaching staff, but just recruiting and scouting department as well. Um, probably one of the steals of the draft if he pans out, but that's a very, very long time away. I don't think I got much more to add, Donnie. Love this kid. Love the potential. This could work out brilliantly for the Cardinals as long as they do their due diligence and make sure that they're not rushing him back because the absolute worst thing you can do is get this guy too early from injury and force him into a situation where he's uncomfortable, he loses his confidence, or God forbid he gets injured again. Just be smart about this. Understand this is a play for the future, and if it does work out, you just got yourself a full-time starter in the third round, and you don't get that many opportunities. Maybe the Cardinals' third-round magic is back, baby. (laughs) Up next in the rookie profile series, Stanford receiver Michael Wilson. And I'm really excited to talk about him, too. I'm not quite as hyped or quite as... um, like driven about what he could possibly bring to the table, but just an overall good, talented kid. I don't expect him to to boom right away on the scene. I don't think he'll contribute significantly right off the bat, but definitely a very, very solid guy to add to the locker room and potentially even become a, uh, a cornerstone player for the future. Back the pack, Donnie back the pack. Back to pack indeed, and back at the All Cardinals podcast as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. For Richie Bradshaw, I am Donnie Druin. Go to follow us on Twitter at RichieBrads36, at Donnie Druin. Follow our work at allcardinals.com. We will see you guys next time. 